Thank you for listening to the Other Side of Sports podcast, representing the DMV. Be sure to subscribe to us on Stitcher, Google Play, and Apple Podcasts. You can also find us on YouTube at OSS TV. Look, we need your support, so please do us a favor and make sure you leave a comment and give us a rating. Thank you. Now on to our show. <laughs>
didn't make while he was here and, and looks to be trying to address that. And so that that's encouraging. Um, but I just don't know that, you know, with that antiquated mindset, I don't know what, what level of uh, freedom he's going to give uh, Kevin O'Connell to actually call the plays. And it, well, I mean, he said he was still, you know, he's a talented young, young coordinator. He's going to kind of let him do his thing with a belt around him, whatever that means. So I, We'll see what what kind of hand Callahan has in the offense and how it looks, uh, but I, I can anticipate a lot of running. That's right, you already know uh, on first and second and third down. But let's be honest with ourselves: Do you want Colt McCoy and Case Keenum out there throwing the ball forty times uh, a game? That's not I a don't. recipe for success. Can't do it. So right. it seems like a plan to get us or get them out of this year and out of this season. And he's not going to be the coach going forward. I just feel like he has a plan to kind of mitigate the 0-5 and, and where it stands with the current roster that he has access to. Mm-hmm. All right, on the, on the Dwayne Haskins talk. Dwayne Haskins, I mean, in the presser, Bill Callahan, uh, you know, was essentially saying that he just didn't want to rush the process of getting Haskins out there. Um, it's clear that he said that he had a, a talk with, with uh, Dan and Bruce um, just about, you know, the, the team, uh, I'm sure Haskins was a, was a part of that conversation. Um, and I just think that they're ch- just trying to, you know, manage it as best they can. Um, this is a terrible situation for Dwayne Haskins. Um, I, I just, are we going to, are we going to, if we get the first pick in next year's draft, it, it you bringing in a new coach, is Dwayne Haskins out of here? It, will he even get a fair shake to even be able to show you know, what he's capable of doing on the field, you know, uh, are we in a Josh Rosen situation all over again? Is this an RG3 situation all over again where whatever head coach you're bringing in, you're having to like have this caveat that the success of Dwayne Haskins is is uh, pinned to whoever the new head coach. We've seen that nar- narrative play out before and it just doesn't work uh, with, with, that was what Jay was supposed to do with uh, RG3. And that just did, that was a fail. So where do we go from here? What what is the best case scenario uh, for the Washington team, given the circumstances? So as far as the next head coach in Haskins, you know my philosophy. I hate offensive head coaches that are, their egos are kind of tied to the way that they win. It's not just about winning. I would rather have a, um, a defensive head coach come in or even like a special teams guy like John Harbaugh um, to where the the way the quarterback has success or the way the offense has success is not necessarily tied to the head coach getting credit for that success, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, especially mm-hmm. with Dwayne being who he is, we know he's not going to necessarily get the same opportunity that another any other top 15 right. quarterback will get. Um, specifically with him already losing the first head coach and another guy coming in probably going to want to have his own guy if he's not thrilled by who uh, Dwayne Haskins is at the point that he gets him, not necessarily even what his ceiling could be or how he could be developed. Just when he walks in the door, if it's, if he doesn't love Haskins the way that a quarterback like LaFleur walks in and has Aaron Rodgers or you walk in and have a Drew Brees or something like that, it's just it's almost a disaster waiting to happen. And that's why I'm kind of irritated by them inserting him in that game two weeks ago because this is exactly the worst case scenario that you kind of see when 
you have a quarterback that you just wasted a first round draft pick on if you end up moving on from yeah, I, I just think it's bad. All the, all the mutterings around town is that Dwayne Haskins has to play and he has to play now. And that, you know, you got to see what value you have in him. And I just think that that is stupid. Um, That's stupid. It's, it's, it's not advantageous to Dwayne Haskins, given the circumstances. It's not like the team is built for him to have success. And so if you're like, oh, we got to see what we have, and he comes out and he does poorly, it's it's not necessarily, media-wise, it's going to be an indictment on Dwayne Haskins, but it should be an indictment on the team. And you know how things work. When, when it's a black quarterback, it's never the pieces around him. I mean, we watched Kirk Cousins get every excuse possible known to man get thrown in the mix for why he couldn't, you know, get it done. But when RG3 had them same circumstances, and despite what you think about the players individually, the the same team was the same. Like, the team was the same. And, and, and it's like, but the excuses are made for one when they're not made for the other. And as we all know, Kirk Cousins is a bum too. So, I, I just, I don't think that... Go ahead. Go ahead. I'm just saying on top of that, like the more I think about the situation, it's like he comes in, he didn't want to coach Robert. Okay. You get Kirk, then you didn't want to coach him anymore. Then you want Colt McCoy. Then you got Case Keenum. It's like the people he chooses to be excited about coaching and playing is just really weird to me. Like, what's the standard? So you're more excited about having Colt McCoy out there than you were a Robert Griffin or a Dwayne Haskins who threw 50 touchdown passes last year. You know what I mean? It's just, it's, it's weird to me for somebody to be a quarterback guru, supposed to be an offensive genius, um, to love this mediocre talent. And I'm trying to figure out why, because he's had, it's not like he had success when those players are in there. They've been to the playoffs one time and lost that game in a blowout against Green Bay. So it's just, it's, it's weird. I don't understand it. Yeah, I, it's a bad situation for the Washington Redskins right now. That's why we're having this conversation on an offhanded day. Uh, I know many of y'all going to be surpri- pleasantly surprised come tomorrow when y'all, y'all pop up and there's a new episode available uh, for you to check out. And, we, of course, we're going to have our regular scheduled program come Wednesday, so you're going to get that too. But, uh, yeah, I, I just don't know what the what – the, the silver lining, where the silver lining is, I mean, outside of Jay, um, you know, who deservedly needed to be fired is finally out. Um, but I just don't see, you know, I can't see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. Like I, I'm still, it's still pitch black uh, where I'm at in the tunnel and I can't see the light. Um, I, don't I don't think that part started yet though. This to me is an addition by subtraction. Like, even the players were saying it was lazy around there. They were questioning, like, there's questions about Jay Gruden's work ethic. Um, and then the results are on the field. Like, you can't trot that out there every week. And Dan is fine, you know, as long as it's profitable, trotting losers out. But when you see Tom Brady calling it a home game, basically, for them, and Redskins fans not showing up, and the bottom line is now being affected, now all of a sudden changes are going to be made. So I don't know that they necessarily have the blueprint done as to what they are going to do in the future. They just know that with Jay and the results you were getting from him, that like nobody wants to see that it's unwatchable. 
Uh, do they are they will they be able to salvage this season? I mean, what does that look like? Uh, will will we see Dwayne? If you were in charge of this franchise, you know what rate would you put Dwayne? Like, when would you when would you put him out there? And under what what circumstances? I mean, Bill Callahan has kind of said that he want to, you know, not really set Dwayne Haskins up to fail. I mean, in a sense. And he's trying to get him reps and practice and do different things differently, um, you know, to, to, I guess, make that a reality or make that a possibility to have Dwayne Hassens out there to start. But, um, I mean, what do you, how do you see things playing out? I mean, the thing that I think most fans don't get, even non-athletes don't get, they believe, I feel like for the most part, that if a player is going to be good or great, that in any circumstances, no matter where you throw them in, that they're going to be great. And and you know that's not necessarily true. There's a lot no, of politics sir. that goes on in sports. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of luck that goes on in sports. And just, like where you end up going, where you end up getting drafted to, how long you end up sitting, it's just a lot of factors the, that go. The, the expectations around you and right. and I just... And the narrative around you. Like throwing him in that game for just that, uh, what the second half largely the national media is all kind of running with that narrative that if the Redskins end up getting a top pick are they going to take another quarterback and have another Rosen situation if they don't play him in that game none of this conversation is taking place and it's like little things like that and mismanagement that kind of has gone on under Jay's watch contribute to the like all of these different factors so you you don't want to throw him out there without Trent Williams, without uh, Jordan Reed, without uh, what's the other tight end, um, Vernon Davis. Um, Geis is out. It's just like it's so many holes in his roster. It's almost impossible to have success. And he's not like Daniel Jones. Like Daniel Jones was a loser. Like in college, he played with trash and they didn't win. And he just he he fought through that. Dwayne Haskins has won at every level. Like if you take a player that's always won and throw him into a toxic losing situation, and he kind of. Like, you don't know how he's going to handle the way the D.C. media is specifically with these black quarterbacks and yeah. a lot of the other things that goes on. Like, you could ruin the quarterback. And that's the part yeah. people need to understand. It's not just about seeing what you had. To take him at 15, you should have seen what you had and believed in your evaluation <laughs> at that point. You don't need to see over the course of this season. You suppo- At that point, when you invest a first-round pick on a quarterback, you've seen what you need to see, and that's the guy going I forward. I want winners. Period. Facts. Period. Facts. Too late for evaluating. Regardless of what the radio guys say, regardless of what the national media says and all this other kind of stuff, you should know at this point when you have him in your building and you invested that capital to get him, that he's the guy. You just got to get the pieces around him, get the coach that he needs, hopefully get a GM um, outside of Bruce, but that's another story. But you just can't throw him out there and just hope for the best or think that seeing what he does, win, lose, or fail, is the right thing do because you can just get another one with the first round pick next year mm-hmm. who 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 what coaches could you see coming in here and taking this mess and actually salvaging it so i they mean put a I, list out of coaches that they were talking about and it was i was surprised to see that list you th- uh, all well two out of the three we mentioned as wanting them to come here and be coaches they mentioned mike tomlin as and this is from supposedly Dan's list internally, like the same sources that leak everything else people believe. Mm-hmm. So it's uh, Mike Tomlin, if he gets fired, Eric mm-hmm. Bieniemy, which is the OC for the Kansas City Chiefs, and Todd Bowles. Uh, the Todd Bowles thing, I know specifically Joe Gibbs um, 
was kind of on Dan about not hiring Todd Bowles the first time when he hired Jay. Um, so remember, they ended up bringing him in the interview mm-hmm. for the D coordinator position um, and told him, hey, even if you want to take the head coaching job, like <laughs> we just want you to come in. Um, mm-hmm. But he turned that down. So we'll see. I mean, it's just going for me. It's just going to be hard to get a, a coach in here under the circumstances of just how this building operates with Bruce and his shenanigans. Who wants to coach under that, dog? Everybody, dog. Like, Ooh, don't, these, like this, that's not real. Dog, but they, they, but, you're but, not going to get Belichick. On, you're not going to get Belichick. They slandered, they slandered my man, Jay. Not my man, but I'm saying they slandered him on the way out. How does Joe leak? This Batman, this, that was some years ago. This Batman was out here chasing the, uh, the little little thotties and uh, win with them. out here smoking the herb essence. And they, and they and that Joe just magically re, resurfaced the fight before the game and all like that. I, I just, to me, this is what they do. Like It's obvious what's being done out here. It's on a nightly basis. I hope the world can see now what's really going on out here because it's getting ridiculous. It's really ridiculous. The no. whole stuff with uh, You're 100% right, dog. They do a lot of F, like a lot of messed up stuff there. But we're talking about 32 jobs that exist in the whole world. And we're talking about candidates who, look, the Jets hired Adam Gates, who got fired in Miami after failing there. And Bowles couldn't get a head coaching job. Eric Bieniemy was the offensive coordinator for the MVP of the league who threw 50 touchdowns his second year playing and didn't get a head coaching job. So if Dan is finally at the point where he's ready to hire a black coach, he's going to be able to probably get whatever black coach he wants to get because they're not being hired in the NFL. Mm. It's what, okay. three of them in the whole league? Yeah, you're right. You got it. That's a, hey, yeah, nah, though. I mean, so so that's where we at. Uh, franchise, it's, it's like when you cut a, you know what I'm saying? You, you, you been hurt, you broke your leg, you got the, the cast on. You know what I'm saying? You can't go nowhere. Got the little just just laid up in the bed to the Joan Hill. That's where we at right now, though, because franchise is, is in it's in disarray. Huh? It's in disarray. But that that was the first move. Young get Jay up out of here, uh, looking towards the future. Uh, if you running the team, who you playing next week? Who 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 start? Who's your starting quarterback? Case if he's healthy. Case. Okay. And how long are you playing case? Is Dwayne Haskins going to see the field? I'm not playing him until maybe the last two games of the season. But mm-hmm. the point is not to win games this year. This year is gone. You need to get mm-hmm. as high as a draft pick as you can get. It's no point in trying to turn the tables around and be picking in the middle of the draft again where you can't get players that impact your roster right away. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to lose every game I play, including this Miami game coming up uh, Sunday. Dog, you, if you get the first pick, what you doing with that first pick? Pass, they need a pass rusher back. They're probably going to go, um, you know, knee so you, and, and so overdraft gonna, left tackle. You're not going to trade it down? Hell no. The, you need those top picks to get elite players that can come in and help you right away. They're not good enough at evaluating to pick up those kind of impact, like, roster changing players in the middle of the draft or in late rounds. That's just not who they are as an organization. So trading back, I know it sounds great and that's what the like the media and everybody likes to say, oh, I just trade back and get more picks, but you're just going to get more picks that's going to be bust. Mm-hmm. So 
when you get those no-brainers that are top of the draft that everybody knows is going to be a game changer or has at least that ceiling, I think they have a better chance than trying to grab somebody in the middle or into the first and second round. Mm. If there are these all-world players that they've been drafting with these middle-of-the-round picks, please let me know who they are. Not Kerrigan, slow, no pressure getting it. My goodness, dog. Oh. The last all-pro player they drafted is probably Trent Williams. Who else is a player that would basically translate on any roster on this team? Yeah, that is not on there. Uh, yeah, so there you have it. That's that's our, our, our Washington Redskins nugget. Uh, tune in. Every each and every Wednesday had a podcast. Of course, we go Jeff going chime in, D going chime in. I can't wait to hear what they gotta say about this whole ordeal. I'm sure they're gonna come with it, come with it. So uh yeah, tune in. Uh and we out. You can check out our podcast each and every Wednesday on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Google Play. Just search other side of sports, or you can follow us on Instagram at OSS980. Shut up! Give me a turn to speak! Fine, see? You do that to me! How does it feel? How does it feel to be told to shut up?